0: Welcome back to another episode of the Anthony Murphy Podcast. Today, we're talking to Harley Tempest. Harley originates from Ballarat in Victoria. And today, we're getting into the studio to talk about his backstory, how he became a PT, and then how he went on to build his own multi-gym business with his business partner. Uh, We go deep on health, uh, we talk mindset, and we also touch on his very own podcast, GB Talks. So lots in this episode. Episode. Stick around, it's coming up next. Like thanks for coming in, mate.
1: It's me Anthony.
0: mates. Uh, I have been, actually, and this is no word of a lie, right? I have been, you know, Harley Tempest has been on my podcast guest uh, list for way too long, mate. It's probably been... Eighteen months or so, um, but mate, it's awesome to have you in here and uh, keen to have a bit of a chat.
1: Yep, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I, I, that's high. Um, that's high praise. I feel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's also it also shows that I should have just gotten this done way way sooner. But um, mate, uh, you're actually no stranger to a podcast either, by the way. So like, we'll just obviously acknowledge that um, GB talks, mate. Absolutely smashing it with your own podcast.
1: Yeah, what's it like? Uh, well, it's special. It's got a special place in my heart. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, one of my goals is to be a pillar in the community. All right. Love that. Love so it. it's just a way for me to help share people's stories. And I feel like I'm a pretty good listener. Mm. So it's weird to be on the other side of the table today. Yes. Being the speaker. <laughs> and it's it's so funny how like, you know, uh,
0: people who host podcasts and then the, the, it gets flipped on them. And like, oh, it feels so weird. I'm actually being interviewed. Like you get into that habit of, driving the show and then when somebody's kind of throwing you the questions it feels a little bit different but um mate I'm super keen to have a chat um for anybody and obviously like locally around uh, around around the Golden Valley you know everybody well, most people will know the name Harley Tempest but uh mate for those who don't know those who are tuning in let's go sort of right back to the start mm-hmm. mate like where was because um, you're originally from Warrnambool yeah
1: Originally from Ballarat.
0: Originally from Ballarat. There you go. Got that wrong. Nice. Talk to us. Talk to us about that, mate. Um, childhood, growing up Ballarat. What was the What was the go?
1: Yeah. So I was born in Ballarat. Um, my mum wasn't really around too much. So. Okay. She had her own demons and she was really yep. young when she had me. She was like 17. Yeah, wow. Well. Uh, and my dad was young as well. Funny story, my dad really wanted a Harley Davidson. He was 18, had this, <laughs> had this long yes. mullet, right? Yes. And he found out my mum was pregnant and the money he was going to spend oh. on the Harley. Yeah, he, uh, he saved to raise me and just right. called me Harley. <laughs>
0: well, you know, you know sometimes, like, and like, was he like happy with that? Like, was that kind well, of like... Yeah, even better than the bike.
1: Oh, that's a tough question. Yeah, that's to a tough question. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was raised by my father and my grandmother. Okay, cool. Okay, so awesome. my my father's mum. Nice. So like she was the, the also same, Colorado, obviously. Yeah, all in yeah. Ballarat, Um The female role model for me, um, and nice. I loved her to death. Yeah, she taught me how to work hard. My, do- my dad taught me a lot of values, but he was a tough character himself. Yeah. Yep. Um, I went to Ballard High School, which was a public school, which I was very lucky to get into. Cool, yeah. And I felt like if I had got into any of the other public schools, I might have had a rough time. But high school kind of had the good kids in it, mm. like, and I was raised in the commission. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So often I'd go over to their houses on the weekend, and they lived in Alfred, in a nice part yeah, of town. They nice. had two story houses. They had whatever they wanted. Yep. Um, yep. And I could see that. Yeah. And I knew that that is what I wanted. Yep. But then I'd go back to the commission, like where Mm. I'd have kids walking around the streets with a pet rock. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And I was like, I was like, this isn't where I want to be. Yep. And I knew, I knew that from a a young age. Um, So, see, even, even that, right. Like, and this
0: is one of the things that I love about, you know, podcasts and interviewing people and all that sort of stuff is just getting a sense of like, people's background and like how they grew up and their environment and like there's you know and like okay so on my side of the table right um, I'm the oldest of eight kids mum and dad still together you know had that really solid very lucky to have that really solid sort of family environment but family is you know it's not family is different for everybody right yeah like you know you you had a family as well right it just looked a little bit different right so but I think one of the things is um you know and it fascinates me is like people who um you know there's a whole conversation around you know growing up with sort of everything that you could want as opposed to maybe doing things a little bit tougher and how that kind of like drives people to you know hit new levels or achieve you know things that they want to achieve in life and like you can just you just bring it all back you just peel the layers back and um like it's super fascinating
1: stuff so yeah what do you think the right amount of adversity is Oh yeah, mate,
0: massive question. Hey, and I think, um, actually, I saw uh, a video just last night. Jordan Peterson was talking about um, uh, two types of parents. There's two types of parents, right? And the whole premise of that video was he's like, you have parents who are well off and, um, you know, and generally older parents who are well off. They have uh, a lot to give their kids. They want to protect them, right? And because there's maybe only one or two kids so much of their time and focus goes into just the kids, right? As opposed to maybe younger parents who have more kids, the attention kind of has to get, um, you know, spread over more more kids. So his whole thing was like, how much do we protect our kids, right? And how much does overprotecting them, um, you know, reduce their resilience, right? Yeah. So like that adversity, like that grit, um, you know, how do you develop that, Um you know, when you're in a really sort of well off environment, I suppose. Like,
1: a very complex question, we're getting I reckon, deep growing up very quickly. quickly. Um, how do you think you'll answer it? I reckon the answer for my future kids will be competitive sports.
0: Mm hmm. hmm. Yeah, 100%. And even, even your whole philosophy, right, around competitive sports and, um, you know, the way that you. I suppose, like sort of the values that you instill in the kids, you know, on you know, winning and losing. Like, you know, do you give an eighth place trophy, or do you say, "Look, mate, just wasn't good enough today. Got to cop the loss, learn from it, move yeah. on." All that sort of stuff. Like, there's so many different ways you can approach that, even as well.
1: Yeah, and I feel like there's um, still some sports that are untouched mm. from that everybody wins. Yes. Like um, yes. culture. Yes. Like, um, like I love wrestling, mm. and there's a clear winner and loser. It's a one versus one yeah, exactly. sport as well. Exactly. Um and that teaches so that teaches you a lot of hierarchy as well, like in that mm-hmm. sort of in that sort of sport that I've done in the past.
0: Yep, yep. Love that. Mate, so let's uh, let's just skip back, mate. So school,
1: childhood, um what sort of stuff you play competitive sport? Yeah, well I, I had a go at every sport while I was in, uh, while I was in high school. Yep. But <laughs> You wouldn't guess by looking at me, but when I was in at the start of year 12, I actually gave up school because I was fully convinced I was going to be a professional fighter.
0: Oh, here we go. But, okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> Street fighter. No, um, <laughs> so I was I was competing. Uh, one thing that definitely shaped me was my coach at the time. His name was John Campbell. Yep. And I was sitting there, I was like, oh, like... Where should my focus be? Should I be looking and getting a career? I was 18. Mm-hmm. And he stopped the class. He pointed around to everyone who was over 30 in the class and he said, do you think you could have got where you are now if you had started when you were 30? Right? Okay. And a lot of those people in the room were like, yeah. So he said, "I want what you should do from like 20 to 30 Yes, is go all in. Go all in on whatever your dream is. Yep. And yep. at, at yep. the time for me, I thought it was fighting, yep. but it wasn't. It yeah. was actually... Training. Yeah. Uh. So I was on the dole, yep. and I was just training all the time. Yeah. And I went to one of my Center link appointments, and they're like, "You need to do something with your life." And I was like, well, "But <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. know well, Yeah. But they, <laughs> they didn't believe me. Yeah. <laughs> um. They're like, "Well, oh, what do you enjoy?" And I was like, "I like training. Mm-hmm. Like that's all I like. I like training. Yeah. Uh, I like competing." And they're like, mm-hmm. "Why don't you go do a PET course?" And I said, "Okay, I'll give it a crack." But I didn't think it was going to go very far. Yeah. But yeah. uh. But whilst I was doing it, I fell in love with it. I went to um, the University of Ballarat yep. and I did a TAFE course there. A year of full-time study to become a personal trainer. Um, sure. During that time, I crashed my car, mm. which I didn't have insurance for. Ouch. And I, I copped a, a $10,000 debt Oof. and I had the debt collectors after me and they were ringing me like, how much could you pay? And I was like, I could pay like 20 bucks a week because so I had yeah. no money. Yeah, so yeah, I was a uni yeah. student on the dole, yeah, right? Exactly. And... Um, during this time while I was studying to be a PT, I actually got a job working on the railways. Okay. And it was paying big bucks, but it was in Melbourne. Uh, okay. So I kind of... It's always a catch. Yeah. Well, I had this cross um, crossing the paths. I had to decide if I yeah. wanted to keep on studying, right, which wasn't being any money, but I enjoyed it. Mm. Or if I stopped doing that and I went and worked on the railways, did mm. that for X amount of time, paid off my debt and was, I would be on good money. Yeah and i feel like i thought about it over multiple time frames and i couldn't see myself working on the railways mm. for a long amount of mm. time yeah. i don't even think my body could take it i did it for a few months and it yeah. was rough as guts yeah like i'm not a hard labour sort of guy <laughs> <laughs> and um, and i said no nah, i'm going to bite the bullet i'm going to believe that i can do this and stay uni and finish my pt course yeah yeah
0: that's awesome man well done so the so how old were you then when you finished the PT course? About 21. Yeah, cool. 20 to 21, awesome. yeah. Awesome. So, I mean, and that was going to be one of my questions, mate, is um, obviously with what you're doing now, like, you know, where did the whole, um, you know, training, gym, um, you know, environment and passion come from? But um, obviously you've you've started to tell that
1: story there. Um, so qualified PT, straight out of uni, what happens then? I was very lucky. Uh, In my class, there's only two people who got jobs. Yeah, okay, well, and I got my job off work experience. But I just went in to work experience, and I, even when I was doing the course, I wasn't sure if I was going to get a job because I was so like wasn't very built. Yeah, you you think you have to be huge to be a personal trainer, right? Um, I wasn't very built when I was 20, and I was like, nobody's going to want to get fitness advice off me. I'm just a scrawny little rat. (laughs) Um, so I wasn't convinced I'd get a job, but I went to this work experience and I worked so hard. Yeah. Like yep. extra hours anything that needed to be done, but I did it not because I was expecting a return, but just because I was like I felt amazing there. Yeah. Like So you, you a, were
0: kind of you were in that environment that you wanted to be in.
1: Yeah, well the, it's the weirdest thing Anthony because I feel like I was a super anxious kid. Yeah, okay. Right. Like I was really nervous. I'd never speak to a girl. Yeah. Right. Yep. So I was I was you, you can picture it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but then when they gave me this red shirt at Snap, I'd put it on and it was my job to communicate to people. Yeah. And then that was kind of like a Superman cape for me. That's and crazy I'd go nice. and I, I'd talk to you and I'd talk to her and I'd talk to yep. him. And yep. then I was like, well, this is actually who I want to be. That's right. This is who I actually yeah. am. But it wasn't until I got that title and the yeah, shirt yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, that I I could, used those could, yeah. skills and I, I um, developed them. Yep. And then I realized, oh, hang on a second. You don't need the shirt to be that person just be who you want to be and um, so I worked at snap for a couple of years started as a sales assistant went to like I just took the, the road all the way to the top so yes, sales true. assistant personal trainer head head, head, head personal trainer yep uh, manager and yeah and then um, I did that for probably two years yeah and me and my best friend who worked there who was the head PT then yes decided we wanted to start our own gym so we started working on that on the side Yep. and the upper management got wind of it and they came in and fired me on the spot, which I <laughs> I was like, when they fired me, I just couldn't believe what would happen. I just, thought it was so weird. Like they didn't message me or anything. They came in. They never came in. Yeah, right. And they're like, we know what you're doing. You got to leave. Yeah. But they were very nice about it as well. Yeah, they were yeah. like, we always knew you were going to yes. go do something for yourself. Yep. Yep. So yeah, that's when we started our first gym. There
0: we go, awesome, mate. Um, and so first gym that was in Ballarat, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it called? Still there
1: today? Yeah. So all, we, all our gyms have different names, which Sweet. <laughs> which people always critique me on. Um, but yeah, that one's called Iron Oak Australia. Okay. Awesome. I came I came up with a name, but I don't like it at all. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, right. Uh, people, like I feel like we would do much better if it had a name like Origin Athletics. At least you know. That's like a gym. Has something. Yeah, something control. to do with yeah, fitness. Yeah, yeah. But like yeah. if you read Iron Oak Australia, you would yeah. think it's a wood chopping company.
0: See, you know, you can kind of like, yes, that definitely has a point. But then you can, you look at uh, a company like Apple that makes electronics. Yeah. And you're like, well, you know, you kind of, you make the brand, you know, what it is. But um, it is a fair point. It is a fair point. Um, so you have a business partner, right? Yeah. With all the gyms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sweet. Cool. Um, so... So. You so you've got the gym in Ballarat, mm. um, gone out on your own with a mate uh, slash business partner. How do you like? How do you start a gym? Like,
1: you know, you have
0: uh, you need a space, you need equipment, you need to start bringing members. Like, how do you get that ball rolling?
1: Yeah, well, we started really small. Cool, really really small. Like, at the time when we were working at Snap we were subcontract so we had to pay 250 a week just to work out of there. Yeah, right. So between me and Joshua paying $500 a week, we could go rent a spot ourselves. Exactly. It would cost less than that. Yeah. And if we got a couple of members along the way, yeah. as long as we could run our personal training out of there, we wouldn't really be losing. Yeah. Um it's we did
0: good good position to be in, hey.
1: Yeah, so we like <laughs> the first gym that we trained at, it's kind of amazing that anyone followed us there because it was just this tiny tiny gym and we made the squat racks out of wood, (laughs) right? Sweet. Sorry. Do do what you got to (laughs) do. We had these huge pine logs and we had these super sharp squat racks that like if your fingers got anywhere near, we are going to get sued. And
0: (laughs) It's It's, it's a real gym.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, we actually did so amazing there. We ended up getting 180 members, which was huge. Wow. It was huge for the size of it. It was shockers. It was shockers, yeah. Like when we just started it, our intention – Naively was We don't care if it makes any money yep. As long as we can run Our personal training out there We're not yeah. at a loss yeah. And we've got our own spot We can be our own boss Like yep. when we worked at Snap There was all these rules You have yeah, to clean for two hours You have to Go up and talk to 20 members Every time you're on shift and Yeah, yeah, yeah There would be none yep. of that Yeah um, So we got that up to 180 members And funnily enough Snap called me up again And said we're studying a new gym in Warnable. Okay Do you want to go down there And open it and manage it? Cool and they gave me a really good offer and I moved down in 48 hours.
0: Mate, mate. So the um, previous employer who fired you because you wanted to go out and do your own thing then calls you up and says, hey, we want you to uh, go run a gym for us. And uh, you make the shift in 48. That's obviously where I've got Warnerball 2 from, by the way. Yeah.
1: Um, awesome. Okay. So packed up the bags. It packed up the bags and left. Like, um, I don't think they wanted to fire me from snap but it was a conflict of interest. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: they have, uh, have obviously procedures that they have to follow. Um, <laughs> cool. Awesome. Okay. So then, uh, so then we're in Warrnambool.
1: Yeah. What, what definitely helped me make that decision was something negative that happened. Like my grandma passed away. Okay. Um, right when I was speaking to them and, Wow And I was like I've got to leave brother. I can't yeah, I just wanted okay. to be away From everyone Do you know sure. what I mean Like, I, I was kind of like A bit down Change and of scenery I, And I was like I need to get out of here I need to change yep. things up So yep. that definitely Influenced my decision To move to Warrnambool But yep. it was like I was running away From my problems Because when I went to Warrnambool mm. That was definitely The worst version of myself yeah, right. That I ever was Yeah okay In what uh, way Well I didn't love my job Yep um, Like I hadn't dealt With my grandma passing Yeah um and I, th- I think I was just acting out of character yeah you know I mean I was still pretty young and yeah. I was doing things that like when I think back on I, I'm not probably overly proud of nothing terribly yeah, bad yeah, yeah, yeah. but just out of character things like I was yeah. I was being a bit self-sabotaging yep. and just just embracing the chaos instead of mm. getting things in order yeah yeah um so like I Although Warrnambool is a beautiful place, mm. I reckon it's a beautiful place to live. I hated it there. Yeah, yeah. And um and then, I wanted to start another gym with my business partner, and cool. we, we moved to Shep off Logistics. So I wrote in every single town by population. Yep. Under uh, under Ballarat, so Geelong, Bendigo, Melbourne were all out. Didn't look at those at all. Cool. Um, too competitive. Yeah. But everything below that, I wrote in a list. Uh, population How many gyms And what the average rent was For like the size of gym we wanted Yeah nice, nice. And Shepparton was the best yeah, The cool. best option for us So Every every place you go to They say There's too many gyms But Yeah Yes When I made the decision Shepparton had the least mm. Like the, the, the least amount of competition For the amount of population that we had
0: Yeah wow Interesting Yeah Interesting
1: But And since I've been here Five more gyms have opened up Yeah Do you know what I mean? So like Yeah 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 It was obviously yeah. empty
0: Yeah and it's, it's funny too, like, you know, you, you probably, you know, you could say that about any town, right? Like there's, there's probably any town that's got, you know, any sort of size about it has a few options in terms of gyms. Yeah. Um, even like, you know, things like hairdressers and, you know, bakeries and places like that, like they're sort of everywhere. It's kind of like, how can you have so many of the one type of business? But, you know, there, there's plenty out there for everybody. And I think um, obviously, the way you guys go about things with your gyms is a little bit different, or a lot different in some cases, to any of the other major chains or, or gym brands that are out there. So it's it's choice, right? It's like people are going to gravitate to something that they align with or feel comfortable with, or you know, um, get the uh, get the most value from. So yeah. how did that sort of um, you know what what does make you know the, your gyms different? I suppose. Like what's the, what's the point of difference?
1: Yeah, well, like an obvious one is we've got the basketball court now. Yes. Yeah. Um, but That's a plus. Kind of the way that I try to present my gym is not what it is but who we are. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like I try to tell a story all the time yep. about the people who come about myself. Yep. So you, you, there's something that you can relate to that's more than just we have the best treadmills. Yeah. And another thing about our gym is since I've been in town – every single gym has changed manager. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? So like I'm still the same guy in the same place helping the Shepparton locals where – and it's no fault of the managers. But I've worked in that situation where there's pressure from above to get get people through the door. They'll just burn you out and then they'll get rid of you. And it's hard to – so like I I look at some other people's social media and this might ruffle a bit of feathers, but I feel like it's hard for some other gyms to tell – their story yeah when they haven't been there the whole time or they haven't built that long connection with their members like if you've only been there for six months but the members have been there for four years they feel like they earn the gym more than you do yeah yeah, yeah. because they've been there for longer yeah
0: exactly 100 100 and look i can fully back up um you know what you've said there in your point of difference making it more about um you know more making the narrative more about the people at the gym um, and and telling stories rather than, you know, our gym's the best because or we have the lowest fees or whatever because, you know, that's something that really struck me when you did open um, Origin and, you know, you fired up social media and from day one it was much more about, um, like it was, you know, I don't follow, you know, other gyms' social media but followed Origins because... There was that story behind yeah. it, like you know, you're talking about the members, you're talking about your journey, you're talking about, um, you know, the improvements um, and the the values as well. and like you know, what is expected of members, you know, what's on, what's not, all that sort of stuff. That was very clear from day one. Yeah, and I think like that narrative that came through really, you know, it is it's it's brand and it just reinforced the fact that you know, you know, our gym is different. Um, you know we're inclusive but there's standards there's there's expectations yes. right if you want to be a part of the family um you know this is what this is what we expect so i think that's a um that's a key point of difference yeah, yeah. definitely
1: like we've only like i've kicked members out before i think other gyms would be hesitant to do that because yeah. there goes yeah, 10 there goes members yeah. 10 members that i'm going to have to replace yeah and that's okay. not going to look good to upper management mm. but like if you think about it over more time frames, yep. those ten members that you leave in are gonna cost you a lot more yep. than the ten that are gonna leave right then and there.
0: It's like super, super um, similar to, you know, even business, right? Like if you've got an employee who is uh, you know not good for the culture or, you know, is not towing the line or whatever, you you need to do something about that. You can't just leave that person to um, keep having a, a negative impact because it's just going to bring the whole business down. Same thing with the gym, right? If you've got people in there who are uh, not towing the line or um, you know aren't performing in a way they need to be performing, it's just going to make it a negative experience for everybody else. So you really do have to like yeah yeah manage the manage the house, manage the family.
1: Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Mate, how many how many gyms have we got now? Uh, so I own or oh, I part own four. So I've got um two in Ballarat, wow, awesome. Uh, one in Stall and obviously the one in Shepparton.
0: In Shep, mate, awesome job, awesome job. What um, what was twenty twenty like for a uh, a
1: multi gym owner? Um, well, it could have been worse. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, I th- I think there was other people who probably had it harder than we did. Yep. Like, yep. it's been very important for us over all our gym ventures is to not. In- uh, acquire any debt. Yes. So the only overhead we had was rent during that period. Smart. And Smart. we negotiated with the landlords, and yep, that we were either paying nothing, yep, or paying uh, like partial rent. Just did what you had to do. Yeah, and yeah. then and then the government looked after us quite well. Um, like I was getting three thousand dollars a month. That's more than enough for me to live on. Yeah, yeah, and yeah then exactly. I didn't really exactly. have any overhead, so
0: yeah well that's good that's good because i know like obviously um you know there were certain industries last year that just absolutely got obliterated um and yeah um health and fitness gyms was definitely sort of in in that category along with um along with you know hospitality and, and things of that nature um any anything that kind of required people to be in a in a in a place together in a group um did it hard but that's awesome that um yeah, you obviously set up fairly well and managed to ride the wave.
1: Yeah. I, f- I feel like it was a really complex time and it was hard for me to have a strong opinion because I wanted to trust the people above us that were making the right decision. But then the people in my... that I f- surround myself were screaming like you're making the wrong decision. like, yeah. And it's like... It was just hard to come up with how I felt about the whole situation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I think like... Um, there's a few things even just from our conversation so far today, mate, um, in terms of like having the the ability to make an educated decision, I suppose, and kind of like, um, you know, stick to what you believe or, um, you know, really stand for something. Um, and I think that along with... The whole emotional side of things, like you mentioned, when your grandmother passed away, like, you know, obviously that's a really tough time for anybody. Um, but being able to like navigate these tough decisions in life is, is something that we're not necessarily, like, we really aren't often taught how to do that. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, from somebody who is well and truly ingrained in the health and fitness space, um, like, looking after yourself, looking after your body, like your mental well being, all that side of things. I mean, there's so much stuff that um, there's so much that I want to talk about on this podcast moving forward and having other guests on around, you know, things like meditation and, you know, health and diet and all that sort of stuff, right? Which is something that over the past probably three to five years, I've become a lot more um, interested in and, and in a lot more involved in because it's just not something that I mean, I'm sure you probably found it the same. It wasn't sort of stuff that was talked about at home or it wasn't kind of it's definitely much more of a, uh, a more spoken about thing these days, right, in terms of looking after your health, mental health in particular, um, you know, the benefits of things like meditation or whatever it might be, right, um, a, a fit and healthy lifestyle. So um, do you kind of find that, like did you ha- have much of that growing up, like the whole looking after yourself, especially from a mental well-being side of things?
1: No, definitely not.
0: Like, hmm. And it's such a massive part of life yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, you've done so well in, you know, where you've come from, successful business owner. Um, you know, you've built something and building something that, you know, you should be really proud of and a lot of people enjoy, right? Um, and that's not easy and that's not easy. And I think, you know, something that fascinates me now, being a dad and having kids of my own is, you know, that whole education process of, just managing yourself as a human. Yes. Right? Like we, we go to school, we get taught history, we get taught maths, we, you know, all that sort of stuff, which is sort of external, like the internal stuff, like how do you, you know, work on regulating your emotions? How do you make sure you don't get burnt out? How do you, um, you know, probably the, the whole food and diet thing is something that's a little bit more popular, but still, it's like looking after yourself is such an important thing. Yeah, um, and I feel like it just it just hasn't been spoken about enough in the past. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like it's it's critical.
1: Yeah, it's definitely been brought forward though. Yeah, like I'm right into stoicism at the moment. Yeah, right. And just like um, not getting too caught up on your emotions and and controlling them and yeah. not letting yeah. things get me down and stuff like that. But it's not even like um, I'm learning anything new. It almost feels like it's being unravelled from within me. Yeah, like these okay. things that I already know. Yeah. But this person who's thought about a lot more than me has worded it perfectly. Yeah. So it kind of wakes that up yep. inside of me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're kind of like, oh yeah, light bulb goes on. Like that makes makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think um I think that um you know the whole um conversation like moving forward everything that happened like with COVID obviously last year and obviously it's still going on and and still pretty rough for a lot of people. Um, But one thing that people are starting to talk about a lot more now is that there really wasn't as much of a narrative around staying healthy, looking after your immune system, you know, gyms were shut, but other things were open like bottle shops or or whatever it might be, right? Like, you know, we've, we've spoken about all that sort of stuff before, but um, it's, you know it really comes back to at the end of the day, like just looking after yourself and like yeah. how important that is.
1: And, and you've seen all the statistics on that, do you know what I mean? Like, you've seen like people who are fit and healthy 78% less likely to go into intensive care if yeah. they got COVID. Like, that's, that's right. a huge amount, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a large majority, exactly. Um,
0: solves half of the
1: government's problems right there, yeah. What they should have done is shut down McDonald's. <laughs> do you know what i mean got rid of these well, again, fast yeah, food places that's like, right that's right people would enforce to eat a bit healthier yeah
0: yeah exactly i mean mate we could we could go down a uh, a very uh, very big rabbit hole there if we got in that conversation but um Sorry. maybe uh maybe another time but that's it's so true it's so true and i think um you know even like even myself like full transparency really struggle getting into the routine of looking after myself right from a fitness side of things, right? Like we're really good at home in terms of diet, um eat well, organic, um you know, not a lot of takeaway, all that sort of stuff. But for me, the real struggle has been like prioritizing that that health and fitness. Yeah. Um but again, like it's super clear to me now, even like especially towards the end of last year, um sinking all of my time into like work and business and stuff, mm. but you get to a point Where I literally got home one night and I said to Loz, I was like, I just need to go for a run. Like I just feel so like crap. Yeah. You know, in my in my health. I just wanted to go for a run. Like my body was literally saying you need to get out there and push yourself and work up a sweat. Um, so you know, that's something that I'm really trying to work on is building that back into a daily routine. And is that something that you find you spend a lot of time helping people with? Like trying to improve that sort of things
1: of course and i try and make that people's focus instead of i want to get to x amount of weight or i want yeah. to do this or don't they have these specific goals but i try and encourage them to enjoy what they do yes and make it a habit like yeah there's so many benefits to working out mm. and there's so many ways to get fit that you don't have to go to the gym these days yeah. like there's so many other ways you can look after yourself yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, would, I encourage people like if they don't enjoy coming to the gym yeah Go play team sports. Yeah. Go meditate. Go to yoga. Yep. drink, Just walk ten thousand steps a day. It actually makes a huge difference. Mm, mm, you don't need to. Very true. You don't need to necessarily go get a gym membership to be fit and healthy these days. Mm, mm.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's, if you don't, if you're not enjoying something, um, you know, you you're not going to stick to it. Like it's you know, it's it's pretty simple. Um, what what other sort of stuff in terms of owning gyms, being a trainer helping people you know achieve their health and fitness goals like what what is it about that that you know keeps you going day to day like what do you really enjoy about that is it the p is it the people side of things now like do you really enjoy helping people you know reach their objectives or do you like you know what is it that you enjoy day to day
1: yeah i think i would answer this question different on different days yeah but Definitely a huge part of it is the connection I get with the people who come through the doors. Awesome. Like I get to learn people's stories. It's the same reason why I started the podcast, really. Yeah, yeah. Like I was I was sitting down one day with one of my clients, Sarah, and she just told me this amazing story about her life. Yeah. I've been training her for like a long time. Yeah. And, N- didn't and I didn't know. Yeah, right. Yeah, but it was yeah. just that point our relationship got to this yep. point and now she was comfortable and felt secure enough to tell yep. me this story about her life. Yep. And I was sitting there like on an emo- emotional roller coaster, and I was yeah. so thankful that, like, through my work, I'd yep. been able to a help her get fit and build a relationship with her, yep. where we had a connection strong enough that she could kind of open up to me and yeah, yeah, just yeah. amaze me. And I think I feel like yeah. everyone has that story. Yeah, Do you know, everyone has something that they could teach me. Yes, yeah, and I can build those relationships. Through mm. the gym mm. But it's the best job In the world Like Nobody ever comes in angry Yep Very rarely Will someone come in angry Yep Everyone's like Overly thankful For your yeah. help They did the work Yes yeah. <laughs> They're still like Thank you yeah, they're, like, they're like Oh yeah I couldn't have done it I couldn't have done it Without you And like I'm in a whole world Of pain right now But <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. There's, there's so many Cool things about Being a personal trainer Just Good vibes Good yeah. vibes
0: yeah, I um I mean like we can I'd love to segue into into the podcast like so um big plug to GV Talks. Um mate um the the genesis of that podcast literally just the reason that you talked about then like people have got stories you want to be able to share them, you know, build connections is that literally it? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And, and what I said at the start um like I plan to stay in Shepparton and I won't return to Ballarat and I would love to walk around Shepparton and be proud of myself mm. do you know what i mean like yep. oh, I've, I've looked make after myself yeah i've looked after myself yep i've looked after my family yep and now i want to look after the community and make the place better in Love whatever that. way i can whether yep. that be helping people with their health and fitness or yep. like i think people learn through stories
0: yeah 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 100 percent.
1: so if i can okay. share stories yeah like maybe we'll treat each other a little bit nicer or do you know what i mean like yeah. you learn so much about people just by listening to the podcast
0: Yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, like, you know, even, um, you know, a few people that I've known, um, you know, again, you know of people, but you don't know, like you don't know their story. Like, and there's so much fascinating stuff out there. And you can kind of, you know, you could kind of say, you know, we're all fairly ordinary people. Like, you know, there's nothing super special about us. But when that story is told, it's like, wow, like, you know, whether whether there's been some trauma or some adversity or, you know, uh, you know, early success or, you know, even if it's just a fairly standard kind of backstory, yeah. um, you know, it's still oftentimes a really cool story and people have had so many different experiences and, um, you know, have learned so much along the way. And um, I think, you know, not only do, do I love a good podcast, do I love talking to people, um, I just feel like it's something that on that deeper level, again, we don't, we don't often go to, like if we're hanging out with friends or or family or whatever, like it's kind of like chit chat and, you know, what's topical or, you know, some drama that's happened in your life or something, but you don't really get that deep sort of backstory, right? Um, And I think there's a bit of a, um, there's probably a bit of a, a lack of connection or depth with a lot of people as well. Like the interaction is fairly surface level. I think yeah. that's why I like podcasts, like GB Talks, and you know the conversations that you're having with people. You go that extra layer deep. You get uh, you know you get insights into people. You get a, uh, you know more respect, better understanding, all that sort of stuff. So you know you could kind of just look at it and go, well, it's just a podcast, but having a conversation. But there's so much more to it than that.
1: Yeah, I feel like I'm just fat- facilitating their story. Like I feel like some people come in. And they know they're not just talking to me. Yeah. Joan, that's their chance to tell the community yes. who they are. So they're not, I'm like, I'm asking the questions. Yes, so true. But they see it as a chance for them to tell their story mm. to a large amount of people yep. who, it's hard to have deep conversations sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, people, true. Are, people are interested yeah. in people, but they don't know how to ask the right questions. That's, yeah. that's a tough gig.
0: And oftentimes, yeah, it's also, it might not be the right environment or, you know, all that sort of stuff. So creating that space, um yeah, he's really cool, and I think obviously you know you've had you've had great feedback um you know great success with the podcast' Very already. happy um and you know just early days i'm sure
1: yeah well my well my goal is to get to a hundred episodes and then reassess yep. Yep. like i don't bring in any money from it um I just do it because yeah. I love it yeah, and the outlay that i put to uh to host it, yes. I feel like I've made this uh, rule up in my head that I, I get my money back after I've done 100 episodes. If I give up before 100, <laughs> if I give up before 100, I've, yes, I've lost yes, money. Yes.
0: But I think like that's, that's an interesting thing too as well though like because you know, n- there might not be a, an immediate financial return right now but the amount of you know, goodwill and again respect and brand that you're building just by doing that um, you know, is going to have monetary value in a sense at some point anyway yeah like you know you're really putting something into it so whether um, you know whether the return is uh, monetization of some kind of the podcast itself or whether it's more members at your gym or whether it's um, other opportunities that come your way because people hear the podcast and like what you do like you know there's yeah there's so much upside in that as well which i think you know a lot of people sometimes miss out on as well they're like what's the immediate financial return but yeah you know
1: yeah, I don't know how it uh how it echoes. Like I do feel like I have got some other members who are a different demographic to our normal members at the gym who have been coming in. Yes. And I don't think they would say I heard about it on the podcast. Oh, I listen to your podcast and I like yeah, what yeah, you're doing. Yeah. But that they that is say that. Exactly. that is why they've come in. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's a you know, we talk about we talk about all the time, you know, being a marketer is you know, the ability to kind of tell your story is what because at the end of the day, everything just comes back to like emotion and human connection, right? We all, we make purchasing decisions based off emotion. We, um, you know, we select our friends based off emotion, like all this sort of stuff. It just all comes back to being primal humans. Um, and even the most boring, um, you know, bland industries, if they were to speak up and it, you know, you're not even, the, the podcast is not about the gym or, or training. Yeah. it's It's completely separate to that. But people get an insight into yourself. They get to, um, you know, quote unquote, get to know you a little bit better. Yes. Um, from the podcast, so that as you said, then um, you know they may not say it, but they're like, actually, I'm going to go uh, check out Origin Athletics or, or or you know any of the other gyms that you have, just because they've become more familiar with you. So, it just comes back to that familiarity principle, um, which is super powerful. Which is super powerful, mate. What's uh, what's on the uh, horizon for yourself? The gyms, the podcast. What's uh, what's the future look like? We're, we're digging for some uh, for some
1: exclusives here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't really have anything in the pipeline. I um, we we opened up a gym in February, which was which was tough. Like we, yeah. we organised that whole thing during COVID.
0: That was the store?
1: Uh, and so that was our second Ballarat one. So it's okay. called it's called okay. the Playground. Yep. Um. Which which is awesome, but in terms of things I've got lined up, we've been doing that the six week challenges. Yep, and they've been unreal. Like another great thing we actually spoke about it a little while ago is being able to employ people. That's another thing that I'm very proud of. Like I've got these three coaches. Yes, and like we're a a tight team, Mm. and Mm. I'm giving them the opportunity now to. Yep. Like have that dream like they want to be personal trainers. They want to help people. Like and I can help facilitate their dream now. Yes, yes. So like keeping um keeping those challenges pumping is important for myself, important for the gym, but important for my new team. Yeah. As well. So exactly that's uh that's been a lot of focus recently and we we kind of plan just to run them back to back. So that's something that I'm always working on. Yeah. Um lining up more guests. Yes. Uh that takes a little bit of time. Yeah. And one thing that I've done just recently that I'm kind of proud of is I've always been a bit of a workhorse. Yeah. But I about two weeks ago I called it on Fridays. Mm. So now I knock off Friday at eight AM. Well done. So like I used awesome. to Yeah, I used to work Friday and Saturday. Do you know what I mean? Big yeah, yeah. days, but now yeah. there's other things that I want to focus on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want to go on more adventures. I want to enjoy more life.
0: Even 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 prioritizing the downtime. Yeah. Right? Like oh. you like literally again back to health and you know personal well-being and stuff you can't flog yourself seven days a week years on years on years because you're just going to get burnt out you're not going to be the person that you want to be you're not going to be able to achieve the things you want to do so i think you know again another important conversation that we should be having more of is you know prioritizing that downtime so well done for uh you know, making that decision. Yeah,
1: precisely what you just said. Like yeah. it, that, that Friday isn't necessarily for doing more things, even though that's what I said. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of it will be just for nothing. Yeah, exactly. Just
0: yeah. F- you need to look after yourself so that you can give the best when you are on. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that, um, you know, it's definitely easier said than done. But even what I said before, you know, with struggling to have, and again, you know, you could say struggling, but not prioritizing you know fitness in particular um made a very was a sharp realization i suppose that you know you can you can only get so much out you know you have to put something back in and if you're not like if you want to be quote unquote successful run a, you know a, a successful business be a great dad like all that sort of stuff you can't like you there's so many other bits and pieces that go into you achieving that. Mm. Um, So for me, yeah, it it really comes back to making sure that you do have that downtime. Um, Because, you know, the whole narrative, especially online is always like the hustle and the grind. And, you know, you got to be on 24-7 all that sort of stuff. But um, at some point that's going to break. So, and I think a lot of people, um, you know, struggle with that. Mm. Because like it's, you know, the world is always on, for example, but we kind of need to make sure that, we are prioritizing our downtime as much as the uptime.
1: Why do you think people don't prioritize their health and the food that they eat when they know how beneficial it is? <sighs> because it's so easy not to. Uh, do you think it's because they feel unfulfilled?
0: Yeah. And the why is not big enough on the other end, right?
1: Yeah. So the, the
0: why... Um, you know, for me, building a business, I can get out of bed at 4 a.m. and go to work.
1: You're the be- only person who beats me up. I walk <laughs> past in the morning, I'm yeah. like, damn, he's got me. <laughs> the, the lights are on.
0: Um, no, but like literally, like, you know, um, you know, I love sleep just as much as the next person, but I can get out of bed at 4 a.m. because the why is big enough. But the why hasn't been big enough for me in the past to make sure that I'm getting to the gym or getting a run in or, you know, that that fitness... Um, it hasn't been important because I've prioritized the business side of things and mm. that's been a bigger why. But the realization has been made now that I'm not going to be able to, you know, be at my best and, you know, perform at a high level unless I have that piece of the puzzle in place because I'm going to get home and I'm going to go, I feel like absolute rubbish um, and I'm not getting the best out of myself. So I really do think it sort of comes back to the why. Yeah. Like why eat healthy? You know, it is easy just to go through Macca's drive through Yes. It's not easy to eat healthy, cook it. You, know, you don't have to like literally cook a meal, but like there's definitely healthier options. But oftentimes it's, yeah, again, it's it's the why. Yeah.
1: So hard to overcome your lower self. Yeah. For, for True. some people. True,
0: Like, you know, we, we're all about, um, you know, it's funny, like we're all about ease and comfort and... Um, you know, not putting ourselves in situations that we might feel are, are threatening just as a human, like you know self preservation is like where it's at. So, um, putting yourself either out of your comfort zone or going to a greater length of effort in sourcing good food, preparing a meal, you know, eating healthy and eating well for most people takes, well, for everybody, it takes more effort than fast food or takeaway or something that's not as healthy. But yeah. it's, it's the why on the other end. Like, do you want to be healthy? Like, are you prioritizing the fact that you still want to be able to hit the pavement when you're 70 years old and not be, you know, stuck in a wheelchair or something like that? Like, it's, it's all that sort of thing. Yeah, And I think that's fascinating.
1: Uh, do you agree? Yeah, I agree. I, I think for the people listening, um, self-discipline is the best feeling in the world outside of human connection. Yep. So, like, I, I definitely, I definitely feel like not not succumbing to your lower self. Yep. Finding your why, mm. and and getting through those first hard weeks, months, years. Yep. You're going to look back on your life and feel very fulfilled. It's
0: so true. So true. And I think, like, again, that's also something that from from top down, we're, we're not necessarily taught those things either like you know for me even you know over the past couple of years since you know i finished working at the family business um started my own business all this sort of stuff like um same thing for you right went to uni pt started working the gym started your own um you know your own gyms went on your own um we don't often yeah, you know, we might have goals, or we think we can get to, or we want to get to X point, right? Whether, whether it's wealth or, or whatever it might be, um, but often we can achieve so much more than that. But we've got like these self-imposed restrictions or glass ceilings, mm. and it's not until you like really have a crack, and you know, we probably don't, we probably, you and I probably don't give ourselves, uh, you know, enough of a pat on the back from where we've got to, but. You know, if we want to get to, you know, if you want to own a national, you know, gym franchise or have gyms all over Australia or the world, you can do that. Yeah. It might be something that you want to do. Yes. But like, you know, people often kind of go, oh, I can't do that or, you know, I don't have enough money or, you know, something like that. Like there's always some kind of excuse. But what I'm finding more and more is that if you really want to do it and if you really want to have a crack, like, you know, where there's a will, there's a way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for, for for me, because we both agree that it's not something that we're taught. So I know where I learned it. I bring it all the way back to the start mm. when I was at school yeah. and my friends had nice things and I didn't. Yeah. You know I mean? So yeah. I knew it was possible to do it
0: because yes. they had it. Yes.
1: So I knew if yeah. I if I had the self-discipline and I, I found my why and everything we're talking about right now, that's yeah. where I learned that. Yeah. Like yeah. subliminally.
0: Yeah. And, and, and that's, like, I uh, the reason I brought that up earlier is because, like, you kind of do find that with um, with a lot of people, especially, like, even if you take, you know, the the social media celebrities that are sort of out there, right, and uh, have amassed great success and great wealth and all that sort of stuff, there's a lot of people out there who have had, like, a really tough upbringing. Like, and there's, there's something that comes from that that really drives them towards success because it's, like, either... They stay in a place that they don't want to be at um, or they do something about it, right? And mm. like, yes, you have to you know, work on yourself and improve and educate yourself and all that sort of stuff and, and put in the hard yards. But, um, you know, there really is something in that. Like if you keep pushing, you know, there, there really is sort of no limit. That's what I think.
1: Where do you think you learn it from? Well,
0: that's that's the really hard part. And I think that's, you know, we're in a world today where, you have to be able to try and one invest the time to learn, but also kind of weed out what's crap and what's not. Um, you know, there's, there's so much information and misinformation out there that that's also another reason why sometimes it can be just put in the too hard basket because there's lots of conflicting ideas. There's so much information. Where do I start? Um, but I think a really a really good tip from my experience is to try and surround yourself with people who you know can help you either get to another level or provide the info or, you know, provide the environment that you want to be in, right? So, you know, sometimes the question is more about, it's not, it's who, not how, right? Mm. Who do I need to surround myself with? Who can I learn from? Who do I trust? Um, who's done it before? You know, whatever it might be, Um because that whole, that whole um, you, know, surround, you know, you are the, um, how do you word it? What is it? You are the sum of the five people that you surround yourself with the most, right? Like so, so true. Like you, you're a product of your environment. So if you're at A and you want to get to Z, who's at Z or who's closer to Z that you can surround yourself with, get that information from and, uh, and really like, you know, help to push you along, accountability, all that sort of stuff.
1: As you get closer to Z though, it gets harder to find people to surround yourself with true do you, Do you know what I'm uh, saying
0: yeah, yeah yeah true true yeah like because it's not the majority it's the minority yeah like
1: yeah. as you start to rise and then you'll take people with you but then you're looking up to who's mm. next for you to rise to mm. and there's less and less options yep. like um, a lot of the people like the, the saying you just said the five people you surround yourself with yeah they're not my five friends in chapter yeah, yeah yeah they're they're my five friends that I talk to on the phone every week yeah yeah
0: yeah do
1: you yeah, know what I mean or, yeah. or even even less but still relevant I think the people that I now follow on social media mm. like yep. not not the people who are just talking trash all yes, the time yeah, news yeah. boring stuff yeah. like I try and follow people who. 100%. I want to emulate
0: yeah yeah exactly which
1: yeah. is which is like a, a lesser version of the same thing yeah like you taking in these messages subliminally mm. so be careful what the message is yep is, is that how you want to live your life yeah Yeah. is it's that so the person true. you want to be
0: it's so true and oh, like you you could go on for, for days and days because like yeah there's you really kind of have to like audit your world I feel like you have to you know be aware of what you're consuming in the media, in social media, who you're surrounding with, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um yeah, another key thing, like self-awareness. Like, you know, there's there's so many, um I think it's like kind of like self-awareness kind of falls back into that category of um, you know, learning how to regulate yourself and, you know, your emotions, uh, prioritizing your downtime, uh prioritizing your health, all that sort of stuff. Um, which, which I'm excited for because I think it's becoming much more, uh, you know, a part of the narrative, um, especially with our generation and the younger generations coming up, um, which, is, which is a really positive thing, I think. Um, and, you know, you're, especially the industry that you're in, um, you know, really, really lends itself to that because um, I feel like, and I'm sure you already do this, but, you know, health as a, as a topic for people is not just about the gym, but it's also about, you know, what you're putting into your body how you're looking after yourself, and I'm sure you talk to, you know, clients and friends about all that sort of stuff as well. It's not just one-dimensional. Like there's so many more ways that you can give value to people, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, not just being a, a PT in the gym.
1: Yeah, like um, I think the food that you eat is an extension of yourself. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you, you know yeah. how you feel when you eat good food. Yeah. Right? And you know how yeah. you're feeling when you're eating shitty food. Yes. I right? see. So not yes. just you. You're you're the food that you eat. Yes. You're yeah. the room that you're in. Do yeah. you know what I mean? If the room is a bloody mess. That's right. How's yeah. your life look? Exactly. Probably not it's the so best. True. It's so true. <laughs> so true. Yeah. So like that's how I, like, I try and look at things now. I try and there's a couple ways. So I try and explain pe- that to people. And I think sometimes it's a bit much for them to comprehend Um. And the the other thing I tell people who are struggling to find the motivation to come to the gym is think of it like your job. Yeah. Right? You don't not show up to work because you don't feel like it. Yeah. Just give me 45 minutes. Yeah. If you're really sick, you can take the day off. Yeah. But if you wouldn't call up sick to work, come to the gym.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Love that. Good way to look at it. Good way to look at it. Mate, uh, thank you so much for your time. Um, Awesome chat. Uh, Where can people find out more about yourself, Origin, and GV Talks?
1: Yeah, so. All, all the plugs are just the names of the business. So if you want to find Instagram, it's Harley Tempest. If you want to find Origin Athletics, it's Origin Athletics. And if you want to listen to GB Talks, you can find it on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify.
0: Love that. Love that. Mate, uh, before we let you go, what is one podcast audio book that you are really into right now? You've, you've, um, probably, got, you've probably got a stack of them. <laughs> What's one that's up
1: there? One that I would that I haven't been listening to recently, but um, oh no, what I've been listening to recently is "Never Split the Difference" by Chris Voss, and he's an FBI okay. negotiator. Yeah, right. And it's all about communication skills, and it's my second time listening to it, and it's blown my mind. Love that. And and I've just the second time I've listened to it, I've taken in so much more of it. The first time I listened to it, I yeah. thought this is cool. Yeah. And the second time I listened to it. I've started implementing some of the things that he has—he's uh, been teaching—and nice. I instantly see them working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool.
0: That's cool. That's cool. I love that. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, um, you know, some people can take away things from uh, this podcast and GV talks and, and do the same thing, mate. Implement, implement, execute, and um, yeah, live a good life.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Anthony. Thanks
0: for coming in, mate. Appreciate it. Cheers. So that's it for another episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you love the show, the greatest form of feedback you can give is to leave a review. It helps the show grow. It helps more people find it. And I would really appreciate that. Head over to anthonygmurphy.com where you'll find all the show notes and links for today's episode. And if you just want to stay up to date with me and see what I'm up to, head over to Instagram, anthonygmurphy, and say day and I will talk to you in the next episode.